Hey, welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, our YouTube page, all of it, Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show. And they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the Middle Tennessee area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new ride, check them out. WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. New hardwood floors, go to CalvinAndSettle.com and they'll take care of you. And also the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination to comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And funny thing about the Bone and Joint is I sent that uh, text to, to Buck this morning, Zach. Buck texted us this morning at like 6 a.m. I think I threw my back out and I just responded with BoneAndJointTN.org. Because whenever that injury happens, that's where you need to go. Uh, so we'll see if uh, Buck can get out of bed. Uh, this morning. So apparently Periscope's still alive. I thought Periscope was dead, but we are still streaming on Twitter. So uh, Zach, we're going to have a, a big show here talking about John Robinson uh, and really what he's done and how he should be judged so far this offseason, because we know that this is a massive offseason for John Robinson. The Tennessee Titans won the division. The regular season was a success going at 11 and five uh, with a great offense and an absolutely terrible defense. They get to the playoff game, hosting the first home playoff game in over a decade. And they lose to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens uh, because the, the, the offense was unable to really get going. And then a lot of changes have happened. And it's a big deal for John Robinson to get this team to take advantage of uh, this championship window that we think is two years max, right? So there's a lot on John Robinson's shoulders to be successful in this offseason, and we're going to hear to talk about how he's done so far. Yeah, I know we're not playing this game today, but one word I think to describe John Robinson this offseason was proactive. And I'm not talking about the acne medicine. I'm talking about being proactive. Hey, I haven't what, forgot about proactive in a long time. Right, yeah, in what he was trying to do with this roster. Turnover. And I, I respect it. Now, will it work? We'll find that out when the season starts and they play all 17 games. But I, what he did is he said, look, the defense was the problem. It wasn't the coach. It was the players. We needed to find new players. They retained Shane Bowen. They actually promoted him, became defensive coordinator. I I question that move. But, hey, I've been wrong before. And I, I think that I think maybe with these new players, he can get them to play at a higher level. I mean, they're starting from, you know, 28th, 29th in team defense. So all they can go is up. They could go down a couple spots, but I don't foresee that happening. They got rid of a bunch of players. And John Robinson made some executive decisions based on the salary cap not being as high. That's a, that's a strain. The Saints were in a real struggle, right? They usually always play over the salary cap, it seems like. They had to get below it because of the change. But I, I, I liked what John Robinson did in the fact of figuring out your problem and attacking it and making the tough decisions of letting go some players that were productive. Like it or not, Corey Davis was productive last year. Jonu Smith was productive in the role that he played last year. Malcolm Butler was the best corner they had on their football team. And it makes all three of those guys are gone. So John Robinson, I, hats off. 
let's see how it works out. I don't think they're completely done, even though we're kind of on the back half of free agency heading into the draft. But I, I love this show because we really got to find the right grade in each other's opinion for what all John Robinson has done. It's all encompassing when it comes to free agency this year. Yeah, so Phil says, uh, I love what the Tides have done so far, waiting to see one or two free agent signings, then on to the draft. And honestly, there, Philip, I, I think for the most part, free agency's on a hold. Like how this works is you have the initial big wave of free agency in March. It's kind of split into two mini waves one big tsunami and then uh, a tidal wave. And then you get a holding pattern as everybody looks towards the draft to see if they can fill the still open holes on the roster with cheaper rookie contracts. And then post-draft, once you get into May and June, there's another wave of free agency with veteran players to fill in the, the puzzle pieces that are still missing. And so I, I don't really know if John Robinson's done uh, overall uh, right now in free agency, but I am very intrigued with the draft uh, and what they're going to do moving forward. But we do want to focus on the moves that he has made and so uh, I'll, I'll put this up on the screen because these are the additions and the subtractions that John Robinson has made to the Titans roster. It's not all of them because a lot of moves have been made, but the notable additions are Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, bringing back Jayon Brown deserves to be on this list. Janoris Jenkins, Josh Reynolds, Kendall Lamb, Kevin Johnson, back is Anthony Ferkser, and Matthias Farley, who was signed a couple days ago as special team safety from the Jets. So they, they've got more than that, right? Ty Sambrio came back. Jeff Swain came back. Uh, they've got a couple other special teamers. Morgan Cox, a long snapper that they brought in. Subtractions, notably, Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, Kenny Vaccaro, Adam Humphreys, and Dennis Kelly were all uh, salary cap cuts. And then you had Corey Davis and Johnny Smith going elsewhere. And there's several free agents from the Titans' last roster that are still available and unsigned. So that's the, the the list of notable additions and subtractions that John Robinson's had to go through. And, and you have to figure out, you know, you have a, the way scale, which side is, is better. Are the additions uh, outweighing the subtractions? And that's the balancing act that John Robinson was tasked with this offseason. Yeah. And, you know, I think he, he did a good job. We'll put a letter grade to that here in a second, but if you look at that list, I want to pull that list back up again. Yeah, Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson, Kenny Vaccaro, Adam Humphreys even, Dennis Kelly saved their ass because Isaiah Wilson was terrible. Corey Davis and Jonu Smith, I mean, that was a big, big part. And obviously besides Brian Tannehill and Derrick Henry, who are your two centerpiece products in the AFC championship run two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, um, MB on YouTube asked a question. He says, Austin, shouldn't you really include Arthur Smith as a loss? Yeah, but that's not John Robinson's decision. Like John Robinson, there's nothing John Robinson could have done to keep Arthur Smith from taking a head coaching job for the Atlanta Falcons. But, like, but John worth Robinson the mention, made, I, worth the mention for yeah, me because he is absolutely, when you're talking about the big picture, the Tennessee Titans from last year and in, in this upcoming season, losing Arthur Smith is a major factor in in the entire situation but for John Robinson he chose to cut the players that he cut he chose to allow Corey Davis and John U. Smith to walk we'll talk about some other free agents that are still available but let's go ahead and do this Zach let's simply ask a question it's pretty simple for you guys letter grade what grade 
do you give Titans GM John Robinson so far this offseason? What letter grade do you give John Robinson so far this offseason? But first, before we get all of your answers, let me tell you guys about the people Buck should be calling this morning. Buck said he thinks he hurt his back last night picking up the trash. Not a great way to get hurt, but injuries happen in life. And when you do get hurt, you need to know who to call, who to trust with your health. And that's the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, right there in Franklin. They've got one massive, huge facility that you see on your screen. It's less than two years old. It's state-of-the-art. It's got everything in there. The clinics, uh, the testing um, facilities, the surgery rooms, and also the rehab center as well. They also have their Nolansville location for your convenience too. Uh, boneandjointtn.org, the, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Don't forget BetMGM. Austin, I, I had a, a three out of four last night bets on BetMGM. Uh, I got I went some money back. I, I went over for two. One of them was a free bet, so no sweat. Uh, yeah, I, got, I had to get back to where I've lost a lot of money on college basketball this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this March Madness season, but that's on me. I've won a lot of money on NBA. That's where my specialty lies. Your specialty, you can pick and choose. If you like the NHL, they got that ability. BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, so what is the letter grade for John Robinson's performance so far this offseason? A lot of grades coming in, so let's scroll here to the top. BMO gets us started on YouTube with a B-. Dean says the same type of thing. Danny, B-. Uh, so far, Steph Dobbs, solid B. Brandon B, G-Man with a C+. Uh, B-Rett says B for Bud. Chad says B+. Billy says B. Jeff with a B. Steven C+. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cody says B-. Jacoby says C+. Dylon, lowest grade so far with a flat C. Defense got slightly better, but offense significantly worse in his opinions. DDDDD White says B minus Maven Cold with a B minus Kenneth C Monsoon and Rich with B minuses B C plus B plus C minus now taking over from Ronnie as the lowest overall grade. I'm trying to see if I've got anything Brian with a D. So that I don't know if he's trying to compete for the lowest grade just to get <laughs> notice or not, but Brian with a D. I have not seen anything higher than a B plus. Well, so uh, look, kudos to this this fan base that watching the show because the, you talk about and fans, you know, you get overzealous. You say, "Hey, man, do Bud Dupree's a all this stuff," but I I agree. I think that the chat got this absolutely correct, and this is a B minus because of one thing that I think that. Uh, they couldn't get to B plus or B because of this one thing, and this is my opinion. I understand a little bit of why John Robinson did what he did. He had to make some tough cuts. Malcolm Butler was the right decision. He wasn't worth the money that they were about to pay him. Adoree Jackson wasn't worth the money that they were about to pay him. Those are tough decisions. Those are good decisions. There's a risk. Austin, as you said, Bud Dupree had an ACL injury. That's true. Right, that is factual. How will he be out of the gates in 2021 when they're trying to rush the quarterback, Kenny Vaccaro? That was the right decision, right? Yeah. Corey Davis not paying him 12.5 million dollars. That was the right decision. Yep. Adam Humphreys, right decision. Yep. The one thing I want to give him a B 
I, I'd like to give him a B plus, to be honest. But I think the one thing that I would have done differently, I would have franchise tagged Jonu Smith for $8.5 million. Transition tag. Transition tag. Fair. The franchise tag for John was like 10.1. The transition so you could have transition tag. The transition tag is 8.5. And uh, you know, don't quote me on this, and but define I believe that. The transition tag uh without having it directly in front of me allows um other teams to come in and uh offer uh that player a contract and with if, the Titans having the final say. That's right. the and it, but here's the, the difference in the franchise tag and the transition tag that Let's say if the Titans franchise tag Jonu Smith and the Patriots said we want to pay him that $50 million contract that he got, the Titans can can match that or walk. But if if the Titans do not match that and Jonu signs that contract with the Patriots, the Patriots have to give up a first-round draft pick for a franchise tag. For a transition tag, there is zero, zero draft pick swap. So you're just basically hoping – that nobody comes in and gives an offer sheet that you're not willing to match for a transition tag. Does that make sense? Right. So why didn't they do the transition tag? They didn't want to pay $8.5 million for a tight end, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, and and as Buck talked about, and there's some uh, you know confusion on that, like do they believe Jonu Smith's knees can last for another four years, right? I, I don't the know. The transition tag is only one year. Yeah, I know, but most of the times with whenever the franchise tag or transition tag gets used, then you want to work towards an extension, right? Yeah, That's, but if you don't, you let them walk. That doesn't make any sense. Like, they, you again, don't have to do, then, you don't have to did, do that. Well, and, but here's the hard thing about that is because we're trying, like the salary cap gymnastics and the capology that they're trying to play is that a one-year transition tag for 8.5 or whatever it was is all on the cap this year. There's no flexibility with that. And that's what they were not willing to yes. do. Yes, they're not willing for a Jonu Smith $8 million plus cap hit in a year where the cap went down. But they now have to replace Jonu Smith, which was a big, big asset. No doubt. Not on the stat sheet, right? Like the first five weeks, obviously, on the stat sheet. But he did a really good job. He got paid by the New England Patriots, as we all know, for a reason. John Robson did a, a really good job. That had to have been the reasoning behind not using the transition tag yeah. because of the cap hit. Greg says the tag would have not allowed J-Rob to go get other players. It literally holds up all that all that cap money. But they, how much cap space do they have now? We don't know. <laughs> we have to, like, we don't know. I, I, do, I do know this. Uh, the, the Nico Autry signings and the Josh Reynolds signings those are my favorite two signings that John Robinson has made so far this offseason because of the type of player they got to fill the sits the specific need that they had for the money they gave up. Like Danico Autry is a very, very good player who plays a position that does not get a lot of fan acknowledgement. But the guy had seven sacks in Indianapolis last last year playing as an interior defensive lineman. That's something that the Titans absolutely need. And Josh Reynolds is going to come to Nashville uh, off a career-high 600-plus yards receiving for just $1.75 million this year. That's a big – those are really good wins for the Titans in, in negotiations. All right, Austin. We Since we just talked through the Janu situation, I feel better about it. The justification makes me feel better about it. That's how I went from a B to a B-. minus. I'm slashing my B minus out. My final grade for John Robinson, I'm coming up to a B.
Okay. I think he was forced having to do it. I, I think you're right in the you can't have eight point five million dollars for a tight end against the cap. I don't think that that makes sense. Obviously, it didn't to John Robinson. My final letter grade for this offseason is a B because they also set themselves up to work towards the future with the draft. Now, this has not, this grade has nothing to do with the draft, but it is recognized they've got four picks in the first three rounds. That's good. That's big. What can you do with that? You got to improve on what you did last year. My final letter grade is a B. Yeah, four top 100 draft picks. So that's really – that's the value there is strong – I uh, want to read some some comments. Maven says seven sacks. I'll take it. Um, so, and, and Jeff Rubel says, wait, it's not Bud Dupree who Austin gave an A. I did not give no, an A for Bud Dupree. I gave a B or a B plus. You gave a B plus. That's why I was going crazy. That didn't make any sense from your philosophy. It didn't. But Bud Dupree's a good football player. Yeah, I, but you 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 went all out on him, and then you went B plus. That's well. And, and after we talked to Dave Kimfort, who's the uh, director of physical therapy and rehab at the Bone and Joint Institute, earlier this week, I I think I'm more confident in the ability of Bud yeah. Dupree. But you didn't talk to Dave uh, before your grade, so I did. that didn't make any I didn't. sense. I th- right. True. It was a phony grade. I, you had a bad teaching day that day. Fire the substitute teacher. You never come back. All right, so uh, Puka brings this up. Before I get to my grade, Puka says, could have restructured Tannehill and gotten extra $20 million of, of cap space. And Puka then follows up and says, serious question has to be asked on no restructure, cash flow. Because restructures do not mean, and this is not directed towards Puka, just overall in general, restructures do not mean players take a, a salary cut or a hit, that they're getting less money is that the money is being moved from maybe year two, three, or four of their contract to right now. So if they want to restructure Ryan Tannehill's contract to give him extra guaranteed salary would be turned into a, a signing bonus is what they're doing. You have to give that player the money right now. So if you want to restructure Ryan Tannehill's contract to save $20 million on the cap, that means Amy Adams Strunk has to open up her vault and know her digit code to get in there and then go hand Ryan Tannehill $20 million right now. Like that's how that has to work. Now, when players sign contracts and you see the guaranteed money, the, the, the franchise has to have access to that cash at all times. Because if you cut said player who has guaranteed money left on their deal that, that hasn't been paid out to them, you've got to give them that money. The reason why the then Oakland Raiders couldn't afford to sign Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack to big contracts is because they literally did not have the cash flow to pay them the guaranteed money because they had to pay like $500 million to the NFL to move to Las Vegas. So there's a lot of different, like Amy Adams Strunk and her family are, they're billionaires. But do you want to make a decision to give a guy $20 million right now? Like there, there are things you have to remember and what they're working on. This isn't and, the year to do that. Yeah, right. Especially when revenue just took a massive hit because of COVID. You're putting a lot on your owner, which I think you could argue saying, so what? She's going to make $300 million next year from the TV deal and $500 million probably after that. So what's the difference? But I, overall, that's the situation. If you own a company that sells masks, that's really the main justification to go buy more masks. Yeah, right? and the oil and, and Puka says the oil industry is down. Fair. 
And 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 the gas uh, Amy, is going up. Puka <laughs> brings this up too. Remember, Amy and others paid off the sister plus lost revenue. So Amy's been, and she's building a damn new wing at the facility. So there's a lot of money going into the Titans out of her pocket. So I don't necessarily think restructuring Tannehill to save $20 million or whatever you could do is the smartest thing for her or I, else they would have done it. I would like to know, and we'll probably find this out one day, hopefully, uh, how much money the NFL lost in a full fiscal year because of COVID. Now, everybody lost money. Look, A to Z sports lost money. I mean, everybody had that, right? At, yeah. at some point, COVID and the pandemic affected business. Again, unless you sell masks and hand sanitizer. But I'd love to know what the effect is because you'll get back to it. And we have not talked about this, Austin. Roger Goodell said this week he expects full stadiums this coming fall, which is big time. That is swinging the big stick, if you know what I mean, around saying, look, we're done with this pandemic BS. We're filling up the cup and we're going all in this year to get our money back because our NFL fans want that experience this fall. No doubt. So, Zach, you're great. I personally effing love that. Well, reiterate your grade a little bit before I dive into mine. I started as a B-minus because of the Janu situation, but as we talked through the transition tag, the franchise tag, the possibilities in the cap hit, I moved my grade officially to a B. I thought he had to turn over the defensive roster. I love, I like Autry. I like Dupree. I'm curious about Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who we still have not I diagnosed refuse, his nickname. Refuse, as if you noticed on the graphic that I put, I refuse to list him as Jack Rabbit. Well, what? Again, we have about, we got plenty of time before the season to talk about old Jack Rabbit, but I, I'm intrigued with him. I, I think they are betting more on Christian Fulton coming into his second year, some other players, but I, I, I gave the I gave John Robinson a B. So for me, I, I think I have to go with a B minus. I'm gonna be a little more hard on John Robinson than than you. And I, I think you know, I understand why you went up to a B like that, but for me, a B minus is necessary because he is placing so much emphasis on this month's draft and I'm glad I could say this month's draft because it's April 1st right so the draft is because of all the moves that he made to sacrifice the offense to help out the defense with veterans he's got to replace that offensive production with rookies and AJ Brown is not the rule he is the exception for the Tennessee Titans organization like the fact that they just got a, a rookie wide receiver to come in here and have two straight thousand yard seasons and score twenty touchdowns in his first two year, it's Good really draft going to be, pick. huh? Good draft pick. Great draft pick. Maybe one of the best draft picks he's ever made up there with Derrick Henry. Right. I'll I'll take I'll take a point five six four percent credit for that. All right. So. I just think it's a B minus because he literally did, in my opinion, sacrificed some of the offense to build up the defense. Was it necessary? <sighs> Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I think you. I think it's hard to say that it's not that it wasn't unnecessary or necessary. So it's just 
So he had to do what he had to do. You can't affect his grade. This is what he did with free agency, knowing that you had to put more eggs in the basket of the draft. This is smart. If he has a B-minus veteran free agency, and he pairs that with a B-plus But that's all we're grading. You're you're getting ahead of yourself. Come on over to the B-side. Okay. You're you're too Uh, low. I'm not. I'm at a B-minus. I think... I, I like some of the value. Kevin Johnson scares me. If they're relying on Kevin Johnson to play cornerback and play a lot of snaps, that scares He's me. He's less scary than Jonathan Joseph. Well, yeah. But Jonathan Joseph was also signed in like July in order for them to sign uh, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, that, that's an opinion, but uh, I think... But no, the fact is Jonathan Joseph was signed in July, not in March. When you sign somebody in March, your expectation for that person is to be a solid contributor to your football team. And can he add depth to the football team? Can he help out Christian Fulton, who's coming into his second Again, year? Again, that's what I'm talking about. Right now, what I'm saying is that the moves he has made, the additions and subtractions that we have on this list... And that's not all of them on either side. There are several Titans players that are unsigned and still on the free agent market available. But the additions so far, I think, do it's pretty even with the subtractions. Like, I think it was Adam Humphreys, Kenny Vaccaro, Dennis Kelly. That makes sense business wise to move on from those three players. There is more risk in moving on from Malcolm Butler and Adore Jackson. And then the decisions to allow Corey Davis and Johnny Smith to go elsewhere. Yeah, that's all of it. Completely and utterly justified. All of it is justified, Zach. I'm not just, but especially the two offensive weapons that you're losing because you're, you, what you're saying is all they, 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 not still Peter to pay Paul, but they stole from the offense to go help the defense. Yes. And they had to do that because Johnny Smith could not be worth $8.5 million against the cap. And God knows, the Lord above knows, Corey Davis sure as hell ain't worth $12.5 million a year. All right, so I go B minus, you say B plus. That's that's fine. Uh, B, I'm sorry, my bad, misspeak. Yeah, I went B. You want to go B? No, I don't. I'm a B minus, you're a B. That's fine. That's fine. I think we can get on board with that. We're uh, we're a um, half a letter off, right? All right, so let's do this. Uh, Our guy Chris Clark at our website, A-to-Z-SportsNational.com, wrote earlier in the week about three Titans uh, who could or thinking about bringing back three Titans and which one should the Titans bring back of these three free agents. Here are the three guys, Clowney, Daquan Jones, and the kicker, Steven Guskowski. Which of these three Titans free agents should the Titans bring back for next season? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, shout out to Chris. I think this is a great question that we'll dive into. Uh, We'll get your opinion Wilson County Hyundai, my opinion on them, outstanding. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, we broadcasted there earlier this year. They have Hyundai Palisades in stock. Those are hard to find. And when you buy a new car, you want to have the perfect selection for what you're buying. You know, it's it's an investment, whether it's for you or your family or or, or your 16 or uh, 17-year-old daughter or son. Make sure that you get a reliable vehicle for your family or yourself, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. I drive that Hyundai Sonata, that black Hyundai Sonata. Now, that's the upgraded version. That thing is badass right there. You can see at the bottom left corner of your screen, the bottom right is a picture of the Palisade. Great gas mileage. They've got different 
uh, types of driving modes, which is very, very look. It snowed like cats and dogs earlier this this uh, this winter. That would have come in clutch. Be clutch in the next couple of months. Go to Wilson County Hyundai. Quick trip off I forty exit two thirty six or WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the app, BetMGM. They're our title sponsor for A to Z Sports Mornings and also the king of sportsbooks. Use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Uh, when you download, you sign up, you get that first deposit, and your first bet is a risk free bet up to $600. Again, our code ATOZ Sports for the king of sportsbooks. They've got innovative parlays, they've been giving up parlay boosts like candy all March long, and that's not stopping, Zach. And they get free bets. If you get a, that's some of my favorite things about BetMGM is I've had a, a cold week and a half. It's just been really brutal. I've won some, but lost a lot more. But they just give me a free ten dollar bet, just to say sorry for your loss, <laughs> and so to try to help me get out of the gutter a little bit. But I'm feeling pretty good. BetMGM, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Here live on a Titans Thursday, here is the new topic, Zach. It is, which of these three Titans free agents should they bring back in 2021 between Clowney, Daquan Jones, and Stephen Guskowski? Let's head to the chat. Big Mac says Daquan Jones. Trilogy Taylor says Daquan, none of them coming in from Jared. That's pretty interesting. Gregory goes Clowney. Brent goes Clowney. Steven says, I don't care what people say. It should be Clowney. Um, Daquan Jones from Sir Easter. Uh, You've got Davidson going Jones. Daquan, it ain't even close from Ronnie. Daquan from Joshua. Have yet to get the kicker involved here. Clowney from 305 Fonzo. Clowney from Gregory. Scott says Clowney. Daquan Jones for sure from Captain Jones, not Pac-Man either from G-Man on base. Uh, Clowney, we still need a kicker though too from Dylon. So uh, I think it's it's obviously between Clowney and Daquan Jones in the chat. What do you think here? Oh, Rob. Rob says it's Steven Goskowski. Kickers can win games. Kickers Puka also win says kicker. So more more people coming in on the kicker train here there at the tail end. So uh, so you you want me to go first in this, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I am intrigued by the addition re-addition of Jadavian Clowney at obviously the right price. The right price for all these guys, right? So uh, but I am intrigued because <clears throat> last year Jadavian Clowney was going to be relied upon to be the sack guy. And obviously that failed that miserably and he got hurt. But with Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Jeff Simmons, Danico Autry, and then Clowney, like, I, I really like the toolbox that Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel have to use there with all the different explosive, violent athletes they have that are all big, fast, and strong, right? I, I, Daquan Jones, I think, is really beloved in that locker room. But the fact of the matter is, Daquan Jones does not play enough snaps to justify the salary that he was being paid last season, which was $7 million. So, And and Daquan Jones is still available. Nobody signed him. What's the value for a 
nose tackle type of player in today's NFL where those guys are playing 25, 30% of the snaps. It's not $7 million. If Daquan Jones walks back in for $3 million on a one-year deal, okay, great, go for it. But uh, Clowney, I think I'm, I'm more intrigued with because of what he can do with the entire picture of the defense now that he's not the main guy to be the edge rusher. That's Bud Dupree. You've already said what you would pay him. What do you think the Titans would pay him to do that, to do all the things you just said? Probably probably close to what I'm saying, which I said, like, what, six, six and a half? That, well, that's what the, I'm, the cusp is 6.9. Right, but that's for the bet. That's the over-under, and I'm taking the under. So in the six range is what I would pay Clowney on a one-year deal now you can go Jayon Brown and make it a four-year deal, one-year deal, and just void however many years you want to make the cap hit work out nicely. Um, but yeah, six six-ish million dollars for clowning, I think makes sense. And Brett says he's not playing for six, and that's the whole bet, right? Who's going to sign Jadavian Clowney now? The, Somebody. The will. big money's gone, and it's not. Well, like- he's not trying to get big money. He's trying to get eight million dollars or seven point five million dollars. He's trying to get eight to nine, honestly, that because he was making 12 last year and he knows that he has to take a hit based on his performance or lack thereof. So he's not going to get 12. He's probably not going to get 10. He's probably going to get close to eight. That would be my, my assumption. I'm very curious about this, mainly here's, because I don't want to dress up like a clown. Here's one thing that will absolutely not happen, and that's from Alonzo. Think the Titans should tag the clown so you can focus on offense in the draft. You were not going to franchise tag Judavian Clown. What number would that be? Like $16 million. Oh my God. Alonzo, we'll just, we'll act like you didn't say that. Uh, So here's where I am at. Um, Are they willing to pay Clowney eight? I doubt it. If Jalen Brown got five, then Clowney's not getting eight. I agree. Now, defensive pass rushers get paid more than inside linebackers. So the value yes, of Yes, but look at like Matt Milano, who is a comparable player to Jayon Brown with position and production, got over $11 million a year from the Bills to return to Buffalo. And so if Jayon Brown gets less than half of that to return to Nashville, injury included, but Clowney's got an injury too. So that's where I do think there's a pretty different there's, I think you can look at Clowney's not going to get $10 million. He got 12 last year and had a miserable productive year, right? So his, his value has dropped dramatically because everybody's has. And the fact that he's not signed and he's not going to sign before April, when that's his knee injury is supposed to be healthy. Uh, you know, I think Clowney want to go and be a backup. I, I don't know. I, I I know nothing about Jadavian Clowney. I don't personally. think Jadavian Clowney thinks he's a backup. But again, like as a defensive edge rusher, as a defensive front player, there's you're you're going old coach Cal platoons on that thing anyway. Like you're just Jadavian Clowney in his mind is a starting defensive pass rusher. Yeah, but this isn't like Yeah, I don't think you're like paying him to be a backup. Like you're like, there's no, I don't understand. Like there's that's you're not, 
You're not talking about his. I just think it's an ego thing. Genevieve Clowney has an ego. He said he was worth twenty million dollars last year. Yeah, but you're not. You're not like positioning him as a backup. Like, why would you? But he is. Why? Because he's not going to. Harold Landry has earned the starting job. Bud Dupree, you're paying his ass to be the starter. I mean, look. Here, here's all right. You want to go with base defense? You want to figure out a little base defense with these guys? Uh, How about Simmons? Simmons and Autry, then you've got, uh, uh, I guess, Clowney, Landry, and Dupree. There's your front five. Is he willing to play inside? Yes. He did it in Houston very well. <laughs> is he willing to do that, though? Like, that's I think a Clowney he's good thing. What that. does he prefer? Clowney is, again, I've never met the guy, but his actions speak for kind of what he is. He's ego-driven. He's number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He wanted out of Houston. He got traded to Seattle. Then he said he was worth $20 million, then sat out the season until the 11th hour and finally got paid 12 And he held everybody hostage, the Browns, the Ravens, all the teams that wanted him. He loves to be wanted, and he really wants to play on his terms. On his And I, I do know a little bit on the inside about that, um, but I – so let me ask, let me answer the question. The question right. is who should the Titans bring back, not who will, correct? Yeah. 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 Daquan Jones is out of the conversation, in my opinion. I, I don't I think, agree. I, agree. I, I think Autry checked that box. So we're slightly let, different, but, but yeah. Let's talk through the kickers. Steven Goskowski had his worst year of his career with a field goal percentage of 69.2%. Prior to that, the lowest was his rookie year, which was 76.9%. And that was like 20 years ago. Yeah, really. Now, I do know a little bit more about Steven Goskowski than I did prior. I do know that if the Titans wanted, wanted Goskowski back, he would 100% entertain that. I don't think he is out of the league. Here's the other thing that I know for a full fact, and this is goes to what Mike Vrabel does. Goskowski was not 100% through the first half of the year. The kick he missed that I reamed his ass on on this on the postgame show live from the mainstay in Pittsburgh or against Pittsburgh at home, he was not 100%. He was dealing with an injury. Now, excuses, reasoning, whatever, kick the kick the ball and make the kick, right? Is he past his – he's obviously past his prime. Is he too long in the tooth, right? Is his career over? I think to answer the question, will I think the Titans are more likely out of these three to go back to Goskowski, but I think should, if they can convince Jadeveon Clowney to play for a $7 million annual contract, maybe for a one-year deal, that's what they should do. I think they will out of these three, if any. The most know, likely. Not most likely would be to retain the kicker because they know that Goskowski was dealing with the injury. Nobody else knew that last year. Now, towards the end of the season, Goskowski felt better. Yeah. And he kicked better because of it. Right. Can you rely on that for a full season going into, as we talk about, a Super Bowl window? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to pull up uh, Guskowski's game log because you mentioned that uh, Pittsburgh kick. That was week six where he had really missed a lot of games or a lot of kicks early in the week or early in the season. 
and then started to turn this around and was pretty good down the stretch uh, in the 15 games that he did play in. So I'm looking at his game log now as it loads. And he You're going to have to go get a kicker. They don't have one. Right. And he missed one kick in November, uh, two kicks in November. After that uh, Pittsburgh game, and really, if you're talking about that Pittsburgh game, he was hurt. The next week at Cincinnati, he missed a kick. And then he only missed one kick the rest of the season. Um, and that was at uh, the home game against Indianapolis on Thursday night. So he really did get into a groove uh, later in the year, the second half of the year, maybe after he, he was dealing with that injury. He got healthier. I know this for a fact, straight from the horse's mouth. That's good. Straight from the horse's mouth. I like that. Okay, Zach, there was a very interesting uh, question and answer from Jim Wyatt in the Titans mailbag that Jimmy does on TennesseeTitans.com. I will read that to you, and we'll find out, is this something or nothing? But first, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go get your hardwood floors. You know what? I'm feeling frisky today, Austin. So I'm gonna. If you deal with you get you're gonna have to, to 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 deal with me real quick. I am going to feature a brand new hardwood floor that I've yet to feature on this show. I got about three or four more. This, you know, how I, I always I always bring out the Rivoli. Man, I love this Rivoli. This dark hardwood floor on a white kitchen, I think, would look really really good. Well, we're going to go the opposite direction, okay? Instead of the dark hardwood floor, look at this light hardwood floor. Let's see what this bad boy is. Ooh, Angelo. Reminds you of angels. Angelo is the way to go. Here, Calvin and Subtle will hook you up. I, I truly like this hardwood floor. This would look excellent in a kitchen. Uh Honestly, you could do this hardwood floor throughout your, your den or your living room. Calvin and Subtle will hook you up, 615-448-6414. We're going to kind of have a battle between, you know, Ebony and Ivory. This Angelo, right? Rivoli versus Angelo. I like this right here. A brand new feature on Calvin and Subtle on this live read. You got to love it. 615-448-6414. They'll hook you up with a great hardwood floor. All right, so don't forget, BetMGM is where to go. Download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports, the king of sports books. Uh, make sure you download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk free bet up to $600 with your first deposit and your first bet. It's a great offer there. Uh, the uh, March mat matchups are winding down, but they're giving out a lot of parlay boosts and other great specials uh, on a daily basis at BetMGM. So download the app, the king of sports books, right there. So we've graded John Robinson. We've talked about Clowney, Daquan Jones, and Stephen Guskowski. So I'm going to read from you uh, a an excerpt of Jim Wyatt's mailbag on TennesseeTitans.com. And we want to know this. Is this something or just nothing? So the question is from Randy in Illinois. He asks, would it make sense for the Titans to add a veteran edge rusher such as Justin Houston or Melvin Ingram then he goes on and asks a question about Daquan Jones, and we've kind of touched on those things. Jim White answers the question about a veteran edge rusher, such as Justin Houston or Melvin Ingram, by saying, I don't think the Titans are done adding edge rushers. I'll say that. 
Quote, I don't think the Titans are done adding edge rushers. I'll say that. Zach, is this something or nothing? Hmm. Repeat Jim Wyatt's answer one more time. I don't think the Titans are done adding edge rushers. I'll say that in response to Randy asking, would it make sense for the Titans to add a veteran edge rusher such as Justin Houston or Melvin Ingram? I, I look, I liked Melvin Ingram. We went through that at the very beginning of free agency. Now he's older, right? And he's not going to get the money that some of the other guys have gotten because of his age. I like him better than Justin Houston. Justin Houston's been jumping around. He's not the same guy he was in Kansas City or really, he had an okay first year in Indianapolis. I'm going to say nothing. And because this is what you can't outsmart Jim Wyatt. Jim Wyatt has just <laughs> been in this game for way too long. Austin, you and I know Jim personally. Great dude has been covering the team. We've heard one of my favorite things about Jim Wyatt, besides his his Hawaiian shirts and his Dodger visor, and his is pencils. The, the top. old no, no, it's the old stories of running around as a beat writer for the Tennessean and him telling us about him waiting uh, outside of the airport or getting phone calls or getting threats from some player pac-man those are great sideline practice stories that i hope once covid dissipates that we'll get back to one day uh but i think this is a product of an experienced journalist and what i think and can repeat it one more time what did he say in response to randy from illinois would it make sense for the titans to add a veteran edge rusher such as Justin Houston or Melvin Ingram. Jim Wyatt said, I don't think the Titans are done adding edge rushers. I'll say that. I'll say that. That line makes me say that this is nothing because I'll say that tells me that I think he's hedging his bet. If they add a pass rusher in the draft, I'll say that. They but added is, a pass is, rusher. Uh, no, but Zach, he, he said, like, I'll say that I think makes this nothing. But he's he's if if he was talking about the draft, he would have said they'll no, definitely add a no. You leave it open to the mind of the reader. That's what that's the uh, magic of so Jim Wyatt. Let's, let's read comments because I'll, I want to know the comments here. Um, let's see. Bemo says Jim did not include veteran before edge rusher. Fonzo says something. Uh -huh. Jeff says something. He knows something we all don't know. Uh, Damon says, I think that alludes to re-signing Jadavian Clowney. Steven says something. John Robinson would probably draft Jalen Phillips in the first round. Um, I agree with Jarvis. G-Man says, it's not if, it's when. Maven says something. Draft player and let the veteran guide him. Puka says, Wyatt could also mean draft. Chad with Jarvis's. Who? I'm Jarvis. not I'm not too Jarvis yet. Give me no, yeah, you are. You already passed him. Did I? Nothing. He was just hinting towards the draft. That's my personal. I didn't get opinion. past Jarvis yet. Give me a break. I was still going down all the all the other ones. Robbie says, "I'll say that implies he knows something." 
Drickler says it suggests he thinks they're still playing to sign someone pretty straightforward. That's what I got from it. <laughs> That's what I got from it is that, that, and, and I'm not saying it's clowny. I'm not saying it's Justin Houston or a name that, you know, from past years that they absolutely need more depth at the position and they need another veteran to help along with that depth. But do they, like they, yes. what what did what have they been used to? And I'm not saying it's been good because it's been bad, but they've been used to playing with a bare cupboard. Now yeah, they didn't got, work, so stop doing that. Well, like, they're going to get depth in the draft, right? Now a first round pick, which I think and expect them to take on a pass rusher, can come in there and your ass has to play. You ain't going to work out like Isaiah Wilson. That ain't going to happen again. It damn sure better not. So you draft a guy. That's your depth because he's young, spry, full of energy and ready to roll. Zach, just because you did something last year doesn't mean you're going to do it again this year, even if it didn't work. Like, you know, I, I think to myself, would an idiot do that? And if an idiot would, then don't do that thing, the, to quote Dwight Schrute. But, uh, you know, so they've got to add more pass rushers. They need more bodies who are better than the bodies they had last year. And Tuzar Skipper is a body, but he's not worth anything. Right, so the guys that were in the end, the end of the roster last season, that played later in the year because they had to have somebody. I think they need to move on. And DK Titan says veteran was in the question. That's that's my take from this. I'll say he was, that he was, was asking, also in the answer. Right, I, and so I think it's I know something, and yeah, they're probably in the market to add another veteran pass rusher at some level. It could be Brooks Reed. I don't know, but he's a veteran pass rusher. Oh god, that's I, I still think they absolutely need. Um, that's still another, a hedge, right? He's still the. I'll say that is the hedge of if they draft a guy that's an edge rusher. Boom, I got it right. If oh, they go course, get a like, Brooks Reed, boom, I got it right. Jim, if they Jimmy's, go get Melvin Ingram, boom, I got it right. Oh, Jim, yes, Wyatt's Jim's too smart. Damn smart. He's, he's he too knows smart. the game. He knows the game. He's knowing how to say things as but as best as he can. But Ryan Kerrigan, I think, is a good option out there that, that could He's make too sense. Expensive. He ain't gonna pay him. Again, I I mean this offseason's different because of the salary cap. We don't know what players are going to end up signing and playing for. Well, okay, go to your boy Spo and see how that. much Ryan Kerrigan's going, worth. I'm not going through that rabbit hole. Anymore. And then we'll 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 subtract or add two to three to four to five to six to seven million dollars. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not Oh no, you you I'm, almost pulled the pipe. You reached for the pipe right there. You were go you reached for the pipe and the line right there. That's Spo. I'm not you doing it. I'm not, I'm not falling into whatever like gimmick you want to continue with this Spo track. You, crap. you want that Spo. I don't. I Ryan, really don't. what's Ryan Carrington's draft value or market value? You can look it up if you want to, but I'm not doing it. But again, like the point is that I was trying to make the point that I'm trying to make here is that we don't know what's gonna happen with the rest of these veterans. Are these guys like teams are going to spend their salary cap dollars because it's tighter and there's going to be a lot of veterans still available. They're just going to sit out the season and wait for the new salary cap to be $220 million next year. I doubt that they're going to try to play. Nothing. That's it. You just nothing to my response. No, nah, look, I, I think listening. 
No, you, I know. You're, I you're thinking about another Spotrack joke is what you're doing. I, 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 <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. I nailed it. You were trying to think of another Spotrack joke, and you didn't listen to a single thing I said in the last 20 seconds. No, no, no. This is what I was doing. You got, you, you're close. You're very, very close. I was reading Rob's response. He does. He wants it too bad. And then I read Brandon Spo don't know. And then Rob goes back with the Spotrack pillowcase. And uh, so I was... The, the chat distracted me. <laughs> I got distracted by this bow. Pathetic. So now it's seeping into my veins. God, this is, this is, a, this is a gateway drug if I've ever seen one. Yeah. But yeah, I, you, you are right. You caught me. I was distracted by the chat. So why in the I, chat? Yeah. So what I, what I said, do you have any idea? What, what do you think I said? Now I'm ears up. What do you think I said? Oh, no idea. <laughs> And usually I don't do that, but this was, I was waiting for the chat to come with some more Spo jokes because I want to feed my, my humor. Yeah. <laughs> and so I apologize. Well, give me in a short sentence. What you, what no, you, you talk about me wanting to scratch the Spo itch. No, you have the itchier thing to scratch than I do. No, no, no. I'm the guy who's watching people on Spo, right? Run around, you know. What I said, what I said, spark cliff notes version of this is that because the salary cap is so much lower that teams will fill up the rosters post draft. There will be a lot of veterans still available that will want to not sit out and play. So they will play for something. We just don't know what, how cheap that's going to be. I, I think that's a very intelligent comment. And I Thank I agree with it. I think that 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 is the difference of this year. You always see the trickle down effect after the draft. I mean, Clowney and some others, right? That they they now know exactly what they're working with. They've signed their draft class. They can move forward. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Zach, it's time for the magic bucket. You got your sticker ready? I do. All right, Magic Bucket Thursday here on this Titans Thursday. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. Got a workout in yesterday. It was a great workout. 15 minutes. That's all it took. 15-minute workout. And that simulates five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. A lot of you saw my uh, attempt to replicate some Derrick Henry push-ups over the weekend uh, with Mandu. Those were incredibly hard. I was very sore for the next three days after doing those push-ups. But look, if you're trying to achieve any fitness goal this year, whether it's bulk, whether it's cutting, just getting flat out stronger, Mandu is for you. Whether you're a young, spry athlete uh, or you're older, you've got nagging injuries that keep you out of the weight room, Mandu helps you out because there's zero impact on your joints. It's all about activating those muscle fibers Mandu.com, your first workout's free. It is eSports. Don't forget, BetMGM. That is the place to be. That is the app to download. Code ATOZ Sports. They'll hook you up with great promotions. Austin and I have had a really fun time this year since they became our title sponsor in playing in BetMGM. Hey, I won some money, won some more money last night. It's a fun little hobby. So jump on board, BetMGM. They they will hook you up with some great promotions. All right, so Magic Bucket time, Zach. I've got the Magic Bucket. My sticker from last week was Life's Too Short to Play the Under. And I ended up last weekend making money off of playing the under. I won my first under bet two days ago. I, I always play the over, right? Cheer for points. I want to score. 
Uh, unders USC good bets. USC Gonzaga under one fifty five. That hit that paid me a good little amount of money. But I was back on the over. I had a sizable bet last night. Suns Bulls. You know how I told you about that yesterday? Yeah, I know. Boom I didn't goes do the it. dynamite. I, I, I saw a score this morning and thought, damn it. Like, yeah. I, I didn't do it. I but checked right. it with 340 left to go in the fourth, and I knew I had it in the bag. All right, so what's your sticker for this week? It goes, oh, this is perfect. So we've talked a lot about addiction. I, I found yesterday on Vice TV, Intervention's back, baby. I love that. I'm going to binge watch that best. That's one of my favorite shows. I love cops, and I love intervention. I don't know why. I just am fascinated by it. Uh Here's a question, Austin. What does the cookie monster love more than anything? Cookies. Exactly. Just like you love Spo, he's uh, the cookie monster is addicted to cookies. So this, my friend, is my attic sticker for today with with the Simba also. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. I was trying to figure out like what is the Cookie Monster doing? I, I didn't know if the Cookie Monster was like doing a, a lake log roll <laughs> or not for a second. <laughs> no, he's at the top of the mountain holding up the cookie. No, he's, he's on. Do you know what that's Zach? Do you know what Cookie like what is Cookie Monster standing on? Don't look at the chat. What is it called that he is standing on? Because you said the top of the mountain, which is incorrect. What is that actually called from the Lion King? I mean, don't I, don't I know look at the, I know I don't have the chat up. Uh I once the chat distracted me, I put the chat away. Okay, uh, good. I, uh, a ledge? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You're supposed to know this because you've got like do your niece and nephew not watch Lion King? They're no, they like uh the new age stuff. They, uh, old school Disney, no, no. They they like they like uh Paw Patrol and the descendants, they're on a whole new level. What is it? Pride Rock. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. I would have gotten that wrong. It's on, on top tribute. of the mountain, though. It's Pride Rock, you dummy. Come on. I mean, you it's a know. mountain. It's a ledge. <laughs> top of the Bimo ledge. just says, my wife just said, who is Spo? Spo don't know. <laughs> and then the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, well, I learned right. something today. Pride there Rock. There you go. All right. Magic Bucket time. Oh. I accidentally had the puka shell necklace in the bucket, so I Ooh, almost be careful. I almost that. crunched it. Be <laughs> careful with that. Okay, so who goes first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay, this is for Zach. I have a feeling I know it's going to be. I think you've done this, or I've done this. You haven't done this. From Anthony, this is an old. It's been in there for a long time, and it hasn't come back around. Oh, so this is the last final Anthony. Yeah, it's it's torn up and going in the recycling bin after this. Um, Zach, you have to explain why Mississippi State is the best college ever for thirty seconds. Yeah, I haven't done this because I've I, done you, it because it. You made me do this on a bad sales job. But that's I've what never, it was. I've never done this because I had to do this for Florida, which I I hate Florida. I cannot stand Florida, and you can't stand State. Yeah, but I I effing hate state. You dislike Florida. No, I hate Florida. Yes, but I the level of hate is different. Um, okay, just let me know when your clock is ready, uh, and repeat the question. What I have to do uh, from Anthony, you have to explain why Mississippi State is the best college ever for thirty seconds. 
Oh I, I'm gosh. getting my clock out. I I, I will. I want to do the opposite. Well, yeah, but that's easy. It's the worst. It starts with agriculture. It's right. the worst. Right, you ready? <laughs> on your on your beginning. Mississippi State is a fine institution, and as I've said before, it does start with agriculture, and it it just begins there. They give a great education. They've got outstanding colors. Maroon is a great color to wear, and gray. Gray's good, too, but uh, it's in the heart of Mississippi, and they're making an impact on the state, and the state, we've got to work from the bottom up. Mississippi struggles with obesity and education, and it is Done. one of those things that, that uh. you went obesity and education. So you just called out this whole state of Mississippi that you got your higher education from. It's the facts. <laughs> they are last. They're, they're the fattest state and the dumbest state. Oh, I just I find it hilarious that like the you went to the the worst state for education for your higher education well it's bottom up right like that's <laughs> what they're doing that's why they're so g- 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 oh man it all starts with agriculture all right there's uh there's zach's magic bucket that Again, was need, brutal. We, nobody's like oh that was easy that sucks dude like i hate that we need it's, more magic bucket submissions I Man. did this. I did this last week with Jack. I'm not going to tell you what it was, so you still have to do it. Okay, because I have no idea what you did. Well, already done that one. That was wear the coat and tie. Oh yeah, I haven't done that. I, I have. We need some new submissions. Yeah, it's. DM Yes, uh, and I, yeah, this is something I, and I need. Not... I need to just go to the think tank and, and get about twenty. Yeah, so this is for me. You did this recently. I have to try to lick my elbow for ten seconds. Okay, I don't think that you're going to be able to do this. I'm not. But um, <laughs> it's going to be funny. I, I also see. did Mandu yesterday, and I'm very sore. <laughs> I'm going to try right. a different approach than what you did. Okay, so. Uh, when your tongue is out, I start the clock. That's what she said. Go ahead. <laughs> These sounds are gross. Ah. All right, you're done. You're done. Ah, I think I pulled something. <laughs> Well, you didn't accomplish it. It's like one of those things, obviously, you can't do, but it I, is I hilarious. Think I got closer too. than you got. It's gross to watch, but it's like one of those things you can't look away from. All the people <laughs> that are listening to this on like iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud later, you're you're kind of missing out. But at the same time, like, how much are you going to go back and search the video out right now to go watch that? No, it happened <laughs> in uh, one hour and five minutes. But yeah, there you go. There you go. Give it some help. Pukas says gross, but funny. Um, yeah, that, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, Cause you try, I mean, you're, I, I tried really, really hard. I, I, I did. I try. I gave a plus effort in that. And I just hope my shoulder doesn't hurt uh, tomorrow. All right. Magic bucket. Good show. And uh, I think overall great show tomorrow. I am off. I'm taking the day off. Jack, uh, Zach will be back with Jack Gentry as well. Uh, so happy April. Keep your eyes and head on a swivel 
for April Fool's jokes uh, today. Hopefully nobody does anything dumb because uh, I think somebody attempted something. Uh, you, here's an attempted, I believe, an attempted April Fool's joke in our chat from Devin who said Kevin Byard released and Stefan Gilmore is here. So that was an attempt, I believe, from Devin K on YouTube for an April Fool's joke. All right, final. Let's get an uh, uh, let's get a stray hand, a gap watch. He still fixed. He has still fixed his gap. It, it has not come out as fake. So, right. B. brings something up before we get out of here. He says, "Opening day, baseball is back." I talked to Zach about this pre-show because I want to tweet it, but I don't want to deal with the reaction on Twitter of baseball people coming at me. And I don't understand people getting hyped up for opening day in baseball. You're not a baseball fan. As a non-baseball fan, opening day baseball hype is so useless. You shouldn't get it, though. But if you lived in Atlanta and you grew up a massive Braves fan, this would be a, it's a big day. No. If you grew up in what? New York and you love the Yankees, this is a big day. Yeah, but after today, there's 160 more games. Yeah, but, and you get to watch them all if you're a baseball fan. But that, that's, or you get that's, to casually watch them when you want to watch them. And that's part of why I'm not a baseball that. fan. That's part of why I'm not a baseball fan is I don't care. I got like I think baseball plays way too many games. Hockey and the NBA play way too many games. But you're not a baseball guy. Like there, there is some satisfaction to playing all those games and then getting to the playoffs. And it, Major League Baseball playoffs are exciting. Like I don't care who you are. Oh, I don't disagree exciting. with that because because it, it means something. But, but now it's your like, team. This is the start of that journey. I just like opening day hype doesn't mean anything because it's just the start of a marathon. And like I, I don't care about that. <laughs> I, I I'm I don't love it. I'm not saying I love it, but I I do understand it a little bit more so i'm not off put by it no and alex says i might not care but people are that do no i understand that there's a lot more there's a lot of people that care about opening day baseball i saw it on twitter all morning long that's why i bring this up it's like i there's 161 more games after today here's the here's the comp as they say i i have the same feeling nba ticked off thursday night i watch so much NBA basketball, it's not even funny. I was watching Mavs Celtics last night and Lakers Bucks. I watch that. I watch games every single night. NBA TV, I'm locked in. I'm a psychopath. Not many people can find joy of watching the Phoenix Suns host the Chicago Bulls. I do. I'm weird. So it's one of those, it's those people that like watching the Royals play the Braves or the Mets or whoever. Yeah. So I have the same opening day feeling in November or whenever the, the NBA starts. I, I like that. Yeah, Brandon says uh, Austin doesn't care about the start of the Olympics either. I don't care about the Olympic opening ceremonies. Like, it's just a big, like, ceremony. Yeah. Like, I, who cares I, about that? Like, I'll watch some events for the Olympics, but I'm not going to watch the opening ceremonies where people walk. <laughs> like, I only I, see I, what are their outfits. Like, what are the jumpsuits this year? No, like I'll, I will like fast. I'll watch a video on Twitter. Oh, here's the opening ceremonies. Here's Team USA. All right, sweet. That's it. Like, I don't care about that. Bobby says, "Am I here disrespecting people's names and hobbies? Whose name did I disrespect? <laughs> I don't even know whose name I disrespect." Bobby is offended. Yeah, 
was it you, Bobby? I'm sorry. Bobby doesn't usually get offended either. No, for sure. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, Buck will be live coming up here at 10 on The Zone. Also, A to Z Sports Primetime tonight at 8. Don't forget our podcast network. Great content out there. Uh, Mason Kinsey was the guest on the Tighten Up podcast this week, which I thought was very, very funny. Austin Huff and Jack Gentry tried very hard to break him down. And a guy who has played one year in the NFL – for Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick, and they tried so hard to get this guy off of his plan, of his interview plan. So go check that out, the A to Z Sports Podcast Network, and we'll see you guys later on. Adios.